This is WexCast, the podcast of the Wexner Center for the Arts at The Ohio State University. I'm Melissa Starker, the Wex's PR and Content Manager. For this edition, we've turned interviewing duties over to recent visiting artist Andre M. Zachary, who's headquartered in Columbus this fall as an artist-in-residence at Ohio State's Department of Dance. The following is a conversation between Andre and choreographers Rashawn Mitchell and Silas Reiner about process, experimenting in different mediums, and the questions that drive their work. Tesseract, the show Rashawn and Silas, created in collaboration with video artist Charles Atlas, is coming to Mershon Auditorium on November 1st. A technical difficulty during recording had some impact on clarity for parts of the conversation. It kicks off with a question from Andre, and the first part of the answer is from Silas. We hope you enjoy it. How do you all come to terms with... Uh, collaboration as a practice in itself in the same way as choreography, filmmaking, and composing sound. Um, and that just goes into, you know, uh, looking back at uh, some of uh, your earlier projects, uh, you know, such as Knox, and then moving forward into now, um, you know, Tessera. And, and that seems to also be a really major uh, component to, you know, the way you all work. Um, with collaborators across spectrums, genres, and what that means, um, and, and how has that changed over time for uh, you guys' approach to, to making work? Beginning with Knox, there was always this question, I, sometimes more explicit and sometimes unspoken, of how how is this going to work? How is this work going to get made? who gets to do what at what point. And I think that I fortunately have always been interested in like the tensions that exist in in making work with other people. And it, you know, whether it's any kind of group project that you have to do, people take on different roles and they take on different things that are suited to their attributes or their skills in certain situations. And I think throughout the last uh, eight years, Rashawn and I have really tried on a lot of different things. We've tried to make dances for each other. We've tried to make one dance that we both do at the same time. We've tried to, you know, bring artists from other disciplines into this kind of dialogue with the choices that we're making. And and each time you introduce another new voice into the mix, it, uh, it challenges the equilibrium. And I think that the the idea that like everyone would you know be good at a different thing and that each person would just do the thing that they're good at is I've never I've never really experienced that as a reality particularly because I think Rashawn and I are at this point like at the center of a web of different kinds of pieces of this work and we have opinions and skills in different ways for all of these different things. And so all of the work that we've done at the beginning to try on different things and to force ourselves to try to communicate with people in different ways has served 
the work ultimately because collaboration for me is a is just like a exercises in comfort with conflict and relationship to compromise and passages of information. It's about a kind of communicating. And if you're interested in communicating and you are trying to work with other people, you you have to be comfortable with them having different ideas than you. And you have to try to figure out how all of those ideas are going to coexist in like one unruly, large, um, like multiphonic space. And that is something that like, I don't know, sometimes makes me crazy because it's so chaotic. And sometimes there are these amazing things that happen where people like join somehow around a singular idea or they have really different thoughts around the same idea and those thoughts are all complementary in some way. I mean, I feel like there is no standard methodology to what we do. <laughs> and in fact, like, probably we purposely try to negate any arrival at any standardization of anything. And I think that that is probably the most um, clear methodology that we have is to um, somehow negate standardization. <laughs> but I feel like but it is really is like just trying to really consider each and every project that we're invited to do or that we seek out um, from a new place. Like what does this particular project need? What are the elements? What are the conditions? What is the budget? What are the practical kind of constraints? Like who are we working with? And I feel like a lot of the questions come from like trying to figure out who the people are that we're working with. Like who are you? And like what can we make together? And like how can we each like expand this notion of self and what does that, how does that get contributed to the overall sort of landscape of the work? And so it is very much, it shifts, like the roles that we play really shift around. Um, sometimes I might be more in charge of decision-making. Sometimes Silas might be, sometimes like one of us is doing a ton of administrative work, sometimes the other. Sometimes one of us is working on costumes for a piece. Sometimes the other person is creating the sound score. Like it really, it really shifts around. And it's, I don't know, I feel like, it's a way to kind of stay like alive and to stay kind of fresh with things that we're interested in and to not get stagnant and to honor the different interests that we have and to, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like unless you're making a solo for yourself, like it's inherently collaborative, right? And so just trying to honor that and like be, acknowledge that and, make space for that. It feels like it's been there from the beginning for us. This doesn't mean it's easy. Not at all. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, well, I guess that I wrote something down as well um, from what you all were saying. And I guess the question, the way I was able to form it was, um, what are you able to kind of uh, uh, take off or unwrap um, 
in in the process. Um, uh, how, this is kind of a, a really weird way of saying, it, or like, how how are you able to kind of take off um, a layer of apprehension or um, get beneath something when there is tension, and to find like, ah, wait a minute, that's something that we haven't seen before, or this is revealing, uh, you know, a part of our practice that perhaps maybe went un- uh, overlooked or was even like unrecognized or. You're able to find something, um, you know, within that moment of even miscommunication that reveals, you know, wait a minute, this actually can be addressed, and this is how maybe we'll do it. Uh, I don't know if there's an example of that. Because more collaboratively, like we can both sometimes propose ideas that are unformed mm-hmm. uh, or that are. You know, inklings of pencil kind of direction, and the other person like we can we can propose those things without fear because there is a sense that the other person might kind of like pick up on that or like carry it a little bit further, right? And then like once you get a little bit further, then there's a new kind of set of questions to, to grapple with and then you can carry it a little bit further. So it's like it's almost like um, text, right? It's like I might have the ball for a minute and I might do something with it and then I might like lose my direction and I might toss it to Silas and then you know you might sort of go like I want to try this and it might be completely opposite of my own intuition and I might have to kind of reckon with my feelings around that and I might have to like lash out and we might fight (laughs) kind of like recede from the process momentarily until I can figure out my way back in it is a very kind of nebulous and uncertain terrain and I think that like there's something exciting about that I don't know that it always produces the clearest results I don't know that we're necessarily focus on results even though I feel like it's very much process driven and we're always trying to figure out like how we can expand who we are and what we do and I feel like once that question goes away we probably would stop making stuff (laughs) yeah there is a way that it like it doesn't ever really end up where I ever think it's going to, and I think it's because there's two two voices shaping or two two sets of decision making apparatus, and sometimes there's compromise, and sometimes one of us believes really really strongly, and the other person doesn't care that much, and all of these different ways that work gets made, it's not just through like the visionary singularity of a person like opening up their head and like squeezing their brain and pouring it into a glass and having you drink it like it's really weird um, idea but the the way that Rashawn and I keep going back and forth I feel like it allows the work to spin into places that neither of us um, brought us to begin with and that's been very exciting and not boring mm-hmm. And now we feel, I feel like with the, the the practice that we've been engaged with 
for the last couple of years, like sort of overlapping Tesseract and with the work that we're doing at the Joyce this fall, I think we've really attempted to kind of open up this kind of intuitive relationship and working like mode of communication that we have with each other to a larger group of people. And I think that there's a lot of awkwardness in that and there's a lot of missteps, but it felt really fruitful and it feels like rich. Something that we have always done relatively intuitively with each other because we have a certain intimacy and a certain comfort and we come from a lot of, we have a similar background aesthetically, we worked in the same company, all of these like overlapping and shared experiences allow us to have that kind of intuitive relationship with each other, but then really trying to examine what are the formal properties of this? And how can those things be taught? And, um, you know, what is the pedagogy around that? Like, how can we, you know, share our really, like, felt knowledge and, like, kinesthetic knowledge that is hard to put into words, hard to score and hard to notate? How can we share that with other people? And... You know, how far can we go with that? And that's really been exciting. Um, I don't think Tesseract really engages with that question at all because it is, in many ways, it's like a formal concert dance production with um, with a real, you know, push into technology. Um, we spoke a bit about... Um your lineage, um, both of uh, both of your lineages, um, in performance and art making, that kind of leads me into uh, the question about um, time and you know how do we as creators allow time to become more of an ally in our life and practice? You know that moment of settling, all of these uh, experiences, you know, over a lifetime, um, the the long and you know, amazing work that you all both had in, you know, Merce Cunningham, those experiences, uh, you know, beyond the studio and then into, you know, your own formalized work. Um, and in retrospect, you know, to that um, and in relationship to it, all of us are pretty young in our practice in, compar- in comparison to, you know, some of the others that have been in this field for multiple decades. Um and, and for me, it's something I'm thinking about in the sense of allowing things to, to settle or not, what that means. Um, and I don't know if it's something that uh, you all are thinking about as well, or feeling or discussing. It's always hard for me to step out of the flow for a moment and appreciate like, how much the things that I did in the past are informing my choices like completely. Uh, sometimes I'm able to be aware of that, and sometimes I'm too much in it, then too zoomed in. I do think that with respect to Tesseract, we talk so much about time and the use of time and the way that time is flowing in that work because we were working with cameras. Right. Because camera time is like a completely different dimension of thing than stage time and we were layering camera time on top of stage time and um, you know trying to figure out how to spread things out or stretch things or move those senses around because in my opinion that's already what dance 
has so much facility for as a medium to manipulate something like time or fold it over itself or reinscribe it in different kinds of spaces um, that the, the body is, is already able to do that. And so it was kind of, it was really fun to be able to like experiment in a different medium or with the medium layered on top of the body with those, uh, those ideas. Um, I do also feel like in the current work that we're doing that, yeah, it just, um, it's hard, you know, it's hard to always feel like you have enough time and enough resources to make the work that you're trying to make and a thing that we have really been working on in this body of work that we're doing now is how to just always feel like the amount of time that you have is the right amount and that the work is going to get made in that space and then it will be wherever it is at the end of that, a little bit more of a, an experience, I guess. I mean, I think like the work that we make, um, it attempts to kind of absorb and enfold each individual's like layers experiences, right? So I think a lot of people work in a, in a way that feels like um, a negation of something else, right? Like, I'm not this, I'm that, right? Or like, I don't do this kind of work, I do that kind of work. And we're very much like, or from the point of view of synthesis of all of these disparate experiences, you know, like I grew up with dance in my life, you know, it was part of my culture as like a black person in the South. We danced all the time, like family, you know, it wasn't separate, it wasn't separate from life. It was part of life, you know? And then I studied karate and taekwondo and I did these sort of martial art forms and then I ended up going to school and suddenly was confronted with the idea of dance as like a formal thing that you studied in the classroom, right? Which I had never even considered. So suddenly I'm bringing, without even knowing that I'm doing this, I'm bringing my knowledge, my previous experience through the classroom setting. And now I'm engaged in like this practice of modern dance, which has its own lineage. And, you know, I was a club kid I used to go and dance at raves all the time and like I used to really felt like dancing was this place of like catharsis and like expression and and then I would I would go and I be like out all night like in crazy stuff and then I would wake up the next morning and I'd do my like tondus you know and it's just, it was always a very sort of strange experience of like feeling like these exper these experiences are so disparate and they have nothing to do with each other. And I think, and then going on to Cunningham and then working with all these different people that I worked with and then suddenly I'm making my own work and I'm trying to figure out like what is important to me and who am I and what does it mean to make work? And I felt like, you know what, all of these things are really a part of me and like to try to negate them or to censor these things would be somehow false and counterproductive and so I've never been of the camp that like we need to like 
you know, strip things away from people. Like for me, it's about an additive process. It's about a both, a both and rather than either or situation. And so I'm always like, what information do you have? How does that interact with the information that I'm giving you? Like what, what can we build together? Um, that feels really, really important to me. And so for me, like a dance that happens in a moment contains all of this accumulation of past experiences and this like hopeful projection towards the future. Like what is, what can we do in the future? Like what are the speculative worlds that we can build? Like what, how do this, how does the future and the past come together in this moment right now? So I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a really interesting question and it's a, I think it's a core of what we're trying to do all the time. Yeah, I, I guess in, in hearing all of that from, from you both, and I guess a continuation of that question is, do you ever feel like all of those parts of the narrative are able to settle right now? Like in the sense of like, yes, you know, going to rave, you know what I mean? Like doing your sixes and and, and, and cutting out like all of these, the, the various people. Do you ever feel like, well, all of these things being tossed up in the air, there's ever a moment that they all just kind of hit the sand like, <laughs> Is that is that possible for for, for us as artists? I know that's a tough that's a tough question. I know what that moment looks like. I know when it feels good to me, it's because all of that is happening, mm-hmm. and maybe it's messy or maybe it's like many multiple things, and the the unsettled or uh, complex quality of, of all of that coexistence is for me like a really accurate representation of modern life and chaos and um, the idea that all of that might like all work out perfectly or get kind of distilled down to some more clean statement I guess that's not the part of it that I'm interested in right now. It feels like the muchness is where I'm at. But I do think that, you know, we started working in 2010. It's almost 2019. So it's been almost nine years of working. And what's been exciting for me in the past, like, maybe two years max is that I've started to be able to have perspective on the thing that I'm doing in a way that is different and whereas before I was just going from project to project and focusing on what I was doing now I feel like I have more of a understanding of like a body of work that has been created and there does seem to be a settling I don't know if I would use that word exactly but a kind of settling of principles around how we work and what we make and what we're interested in and then I think certainly like performance the like arbitrary deadline of performance when you're in a research process creates a space of settling like the components or the elements or the the questions that you're working on like find a shape that gets more or less fixed in a performance mode. But for me, like the practice of what we're doing is always continuing and like we're just stopping momentarily to like invite people in. But I do feel like enough time has passed that we're able to have reflection. So settling maybe is like a form of reflection, a form of being able to like sort of stand back and look at how all the different 
experiences might be speaking to each other. I don't know. I would throw that question back at you, though, and ask you, like, how that works for you, because I, it seems like it is a really central question that you're interested in right now, and I don't know what that means for you. Yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's aligned with what you were just speaking about, um, seeing how over time there have been certain tenets or values that, I guess, have been more favorable in the process um, that you both are recognizing and saying, oh, this is actually what mattered to us most at this moment. You know, whether that remains for the next decade or, you know, three decades or not, you know, who knows? Whether you just decide, like, you know what, we really need to blow that up and you know, make this a whole new thing and go, you know, go from another point of departure. That could be that as well. For me, it it started to, I guess, clarify in speaking to a lot of the people that have worked with me um, even before I think I went to grad school. And then some of them were still working with me um, after, but uh, many had since, uh, you know, moved on to other projects, um, even some other careers. And you know, it just in like casual conversation, it was very interesting to hear how um, they really reflected on, I guess, what was important for me in the room at the time when we were making together and how they've been able to see like developments, changes in ways that, you know, from the inside out, of course, I could never see. It, uh, yeah, it, for me, it, I know for some artists, it could be like, you know, shocking, just like, ah, you know, very harrowing. For me, it was actually really refreshing. It was almost kind of like having a, a bucket of ice water pour, poured over you in a way that's like good, you know, not like the shocking, like, you know, you cringe, but like, oh, that's what the hell I was doing. And, you know, that's what I actually meant when I, when I make this action or, you know, want, really want to see this. I mean, so I guess, yeah, I guess that's uh, going back even to that single, like time becoming an ally. Um, I guess that's kind of where that uh, question and that um, interest or inquiry is really coming from. Yeah, and then, I mean, that kind of goes back to what you also just said as well, Silas, but much of this of it is rich. So, well, honestly, I think that's about it. I mean, we're excited to do this piece. It's been almost a year. It'll be almost yeah. a year. We have to bring the whole group back together and, like, we got to rehearse. we got to get that shit tight, dusted off. For Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm in the same structural situation as we speak, so... <laughs> Once all once all feet are on the ground, it's just going to be you know locked in until the end of the show. So yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, definitely good luck and congratulations with your upcoming work at the Joyce. Um, you know, much much success to those preparations and, and those performances. Yeah, and definitely looking forward to experience Tesseract. You know, I say, Yeah, good luck to the rest of your Thank you both. That was choreographers Rashawn Mitchell, Silas Reiner, and Andre M. Zachary in conversation. Thanks for listening to WexCast. For more information about Tesseract and other Wexner Center happenings, go to wexarts.org.